0: Yay. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. Jeremiah Webb here with Parenting Alone, the Parenting Accelerator Program, and the Junior Step Away CEO Program for children of divorce who are 13 or older. Um, so, we wanted to do a Facebook Live today to really share some of the best practices of people around the world that we've come across that we see who are living, doing, breathing, sleeping. Uh, the things that we advocate for, the things we train for, the things we ask for, and the things that we encourage for. And so we'd like to welcome um, Becca and Robbie. Is that what you go by or what you prefer? Yeah,
1: Rebecca, you can call us whatever you want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're calling them the co-parenting superheroes, but we'd like to welcome them to our show today. It's November 16th, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. And so really today, what we wanted to talk about is their story. And so they'll fill you in a little bit better, but just a high level uh, 30,000 foot view is that uh, they were married, I believe for about 10 years or so for quite a while, Mm -hmm. um, have some kids together, um, had a divorce that did not, uh, wasn't like the most peaceful, amazing celebratory thing And it was actually, you know, probably very hard and difficult. And uh, they can go into that more. I'll let them explain it for themselves. But um, at some point they realized, hey guys, look, like we, we, this is about the kids and we need to create an amazing environment for the kids. And so they have, and they've really, uh, not just from what I've heard and talked to about, but others that have seen them and have talked to them have commented on uh, how impressed they were. So we wanted to ask them to come on, kind of tell their story maybe walk us through, um, you guys can just open it up, but walk us through kind of what led up to it, you know, how it was like kind of Rocky. And then what was the moment that you, um, that you really was like, we got to do something like something has to change. And so even if you can identify the moment, I'll ask some questions along, but I really just want to kind of turn the time over to you. And then we'll ask some questions as we go.
1: Cool. Where should we start? we yeah i mean we were married for we were married for 10 years we got married in may 2003 dated for almost a year um and we got married in the temple you know in the mormon in the lds faith of which we are no longer members but that was a really important part i think of our of our of our courtship and our our marriage and our relationship and when we left the church too it was it was mutual we left together yeah. yeah And I think that's really fortunate too, because often I know a lot of people that are uh, married inside of a religious context. And then if one person uh, departs from that, that in and of itself can just create a lot of strain and conflict. Yeah. So I feel really blessed that we did that. It, it was a lot of conversations and yeah. that we were able to do that together. together. Yeah. 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 That's a question we get asked a lot. Like, What well, was it because like one of you yeah. left the faith? We're like, nope, we did it no, together. <laughs>
2: no. Set the record straight. I mean, really.
1: um Um, so yeah two kids uh we have two boys sean and ryan they're now 13 and 11 and um i don't i mean i don't know how what you want to say about our marriage and stuff
2: well you know it's like i'm for the most part it's like i think for like most people they have a really good relationship for a period of time or a long period of time i would say that it was you know, a long period of time, we had a really good relationship. And then just like a lot of relationships, right, they just start to uh, deteriorate, mm-hmm. um, things stop working, uh, communication, um, just how we work together. Um, financial
1: and stress, funny, Yeah, cares. financial
2: stress was a big thing, kids, all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, just and then to really to make a long story sto- short, long story short, excuse me, um, we you know, just really at the, at the end of our marriage, you know, we had tried several times. We split up and we even got back together, tried to work it out. Didn't work. And we had a
1: lot of coaching. Yeah. We went through lot. all sorts of,
2: you know, yeah.
1: That I, I mean, we, I, we did,
2: we, we, you, you, we, nobody could say that it wasn't for lack of effort that we didn't try. Yeah. Um, but it came to this point where it was like, this has got to, to end and it was really painful. And so for me, where I went to was, you know, it's her fault. Um, we shouldn't get a divorce. What about the kids? What about the future? Um, my parents are divorced. Her parents are divorced. We saw how that went
0: You knew how and, went.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, just looking at that future did not look just no matter how we looked in our relationship, that future looked pretty bleak. And in the future of being divorced, it looked really bleak. So it was way. We like, yeah, really, that's how it felt. And so we were like, how do we continue to do this? So she really was like, you know what, we got to end this. And I was like, I don't know, but I knew it needed to end. <laughs> yeah. So I was holding on. And so for about 18 months, um, when we first separated, I was a, I, mean, I was a real asshole. I mean, you know swearing flipping her off you know I mean I tried to do as much of that <laughs> disrespect behind the kids backs they didn't know what was going on as much except for they knew when um, their mom's name or whatever would come up they could I, I knew they could sense there was something up and they were sure. they wouldn't talk to me or say certain things they were really cautious when they mentioned their mom and but I was but I was really angry I was bitter um and then there was there was there was this one moment and so for a lot of divorcees a lot of parents know the meeting place right this is the place where we meet and we drop off the kid exchange the Kid
1: exchange in the parking lot of in the parking lot Lows, right? yeah, Home that's, Depot that's where <laughs> that's where it was
2: it was an abandoned Lowe's right so anyway so I remember this was like one of many times where we had had this exchange and I was, in this instant, I was dropping off the boys and I was really upset and I did my typical fu, you, you know, flipping her off and I peeled Peel out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, and, uh, and then we engage in the typical, she, you know, she's like, real mature asshole, blah, 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 <laughs> and it just, you know, and, and so, and then of course, like right, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And then, so I start jabbing back and that was a pretty common thing. And I hated that. And, and then I remember as I was driving back to, um, the place that I lived and I was just really in tears because I just, I was, I was hurting. I was heartbroken. And I realized I was like, I am not happy. I'm just not happy and I really want to be happy. And then when I, I thought about my kids, our kids, and I thought, you know what, in reality, if I'm interested in my own self happiness, and I think people should be right we we should be interested in our own happiness. I think most people are. And I was like, but you know what, ultimately my children's happiness is more important than my own. It really mm-hmm. is. And what I realized is that because I was so angry, they couldn't enjoy or themselves or have peace and happiness because I was bringing so much anger. And the other part is that other person that I'm upset with is their mother and she's the other half of them. And so it started to just unfold in an instant where I was like, their happiness is partially dictated by mine and hers. So if I wanna be happy, then I need to make sure, what, are, what do I need to do to ensure that their happiness, that, that, that about their happiness? And that's their mom. And as much as I didn't wanna admit it in the moment, I knew like that, that something needed to change. And so I called her on the phone on my way back and I, in tears, and I apologized for being a jerk for disrespecting her and dishonoring her, especially in front of our children and not treating her the way that I said I would from the very beginning. And I told her right then and there. And I said, you know what, Rebecca, I will love you forever. I will respect you and honor you. And I have. And, and I gave that gift to our children and she was awesome about it. And she reciprocated and she took responsibility and we just started. And then it was like, on oh, were i screwed up in our relationship and she's like well here's where i screwed up in our relationship and so now all of a sudden instead of me jabbing at her and her jabbing at me it was like i was responsible for where.
1: responsible uh, yeah i'm,
2: I'm responsible. responsible i'm responsible for this and it's like and i love you um and i appreciate you and one of the things i think that was kind of like started the fire was um my uncle uh, you know, I've shared this quote a lot. My uncle shared this really brilliant quote with me um, as I was we were going through this, and he said, "The greatest love a father can show to his children is to love their mother." Yeah. You know, and it doesn't say that you have to be married. It just says,
1: or even get along.
2: Yeah, or keep it along, or communicate
1: well. Something. But just like basic, basic love and respect for the fact that she's the mother yeah. of your she gave birth. To your children. To my children. I'm like, to I our have, children. I have yeah. men I've like dated or p- relationships I've been in like since that have so much angst towards their ex wife. And I'm like, can you even respect, just at least respect her for the fact that she pushed your child out of her vagina? Like, can you at least respect that? Yeah. And no, they're like, really. no. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Yeah, like, seriously. really? Then that's the problem. If you can't at least locate that tender love to go, she labored yeah. and toiled to birth your child and you don't know what that's like, can you at least just respect that and love her because of that one thing? If you can only find one thing to love her for is that she gave life to the that your little heart walking around out there yeah. in the world, you know? So that it was just yeah. that one, I think that's important thing for if I, we could give advice, be like, you must at least respect that person for the fact that they gave you your child who yeah. we all are gonna assume everybody watching here loves your children, you know, that you're, you know, that you want the best life for your kids.
2: Yeah, so for sure. Right. And and, and, and having, a, it was easy to, it was super easy to see that once we could find peace with each other, that our happiness was completely tied to that, that their happiness was like I said, but then also it's like, it's so much easier for us to be on the same page.
1: It's, it's so much logistically. Easier. It's like cooperation. It's obviously a lot easier if I shift from he's going to screw me over. So I'm in defense mode to how can I support him? Yeah. And then how can he support me? Like there was a period of time where he had to leave and go out of state for training for like um, two months. months. And and there was a part of me that was like, that's really unfair. I'm working full time. And then I've also got the kids and now I don't even have every other weekend off. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like. You know those types of resentments that can build but i thought no i want rob to thrive i mm. want him to thrive in his new job i want him to be able to have the things that he wants to have as a result of having gainful employment and success in his career so i was just like so i'm gonna lovingly suck it up and and support him because the long-term goal is i want him to be happy yeah. i want him to be successful because that's what makes my life work too
2: it, it d- does not I mean, it's just kind of I feel like a dumb question, but doesn't it make your life easier? Like a thousand percent. I mean, me too. I mean it's like if anything, it's like if you want to simplify your life, like have some peace
1: with yeah. each other. Yeah. It's so
2: easy. It's so much easier. Yeah. It's so much easier.
1: And and because we don't we don't have a parent time schedule. No. We've never had one. Mm-hmm. We don't have like, oh, it's your weekend, it's my I mean, we have in the past for like consistency and also because i'm a professional piano entertainer and i work three to four nights a week at a bar from like 9 p.m till 1 am so there were certain nights it made more sense that he just has the kids overnight because i was working till one o'clock in the morning you know like logistic stuff but it's always been like hey i've got to travel for work are you good with the kids this week or this weekend and he's like sure or he's like hey i'm going to mexico with my friends for this seven day bro bro, retreat or whatever you know (laughs) and i'm like yes i want him to have that and so i we've just really come to a point where we realize you know that's in everybody's best interest is that he's really standing for and listening for that my life works and i'm doing the same thing for him and i we know this is rare we know this is like weird for a lot of people to hear but you know we never had narcissistic abuse. We we never had a lot of the you know the real hard things that a lot I know a lot of couples deal with. I mean I have great co-parenting relationship with Rob. I have a whole other challenge with my daughter's dad. You know it's a it's just a whole other climate right but it's like given that we had a a fairly average functional marriage. I mean I don't know what other people's marriages are really like you know (laughs) But that like two mature, responsible, um, basic human beings, adults, you know, can, can set aside whatever anger, hurt and regret uh, that they have and realize that we all win, when when we all win. you know And for me, I think the biggest thing, what was hard for me and a lot of my grievances in, in our marriage, but really shifted when I stopped expecting Rob to, I I literally stopped. I dropped all the expectations. I just stopped all the financial expectations. I stopped the time expectations or the, the bearing equal weight with the kids. Like I did like all of those things where it's like, you should be more this and you should get like, you know, basic expectations. I literally just dropped them all. And I said, you know what, if, if something happened to Rob, I want to make sure that I am set up in a position that I'm I'm go- like, I I can handle it. So I started looking at my life from that place of just total responsibility so that I was never disappointed. It was like, oh, he's going to show up and take the kids or, oh, he's going to, you know, contribute money towards their expenses or not. Like, it was just kind of like, okay, you're going to do whatever you're going to do. And I'm not sitting here trying to get something out of you. It's just, that's what I realized. I think a lot of women need to realize is that you cannot be dependent on another human being and be happy. Dependence breeds resentment.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and when you don't get the thing, you know, that, that again, whether it's payments, yeah. money, equity, um, equal time, sharing the burden, uh, blah, 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 all of that stuff. I just let it all go. And I was like, you know, what, Rob's going to do whatever Rob's going to do. And I'm going to do whatever I can do, but I'm going to make sure that as a woman, I'm good. And that was really, 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 really powerful me- for me to set myself free and I just chose peace and I just chose to love and accept him just like I would love and accept any other human being in my life, you know? And it, I, I just, for me, that was really the turning point, you know was just letting Rob be Rob instead of let having Rob be like disappointment waiting to happen over here, if that makes sense, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes you know? really sense. Yeah, yeah it does. I mean, I would
2: say that's just I, I would, divorce, marriage, <laughs> you know what i We it, have it's expectations. All there, We see we it as like a, a
1: needs exchange. And if I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this and you're gonna do this, okay? Equal, you know, you're gonna do your part, and then I'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna provide the money. I'm gonna give you babies and sex, or you know, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, we all have these like mutual, if they're spoken or unspoken yeah. agreements. And I just had it like. He should do this and he should show up this way and he should be this. But then I realized I didn't have those expectations of anyone else in my life. And I got along with pretty much everybody else in my life. So why not just level that playing field and grant him the autonomy that frankly he's always had. But then when you get in a relationship and you have all these expectations, it's just a setup for disappointment, you know?
0: So there's so, there's a couple um, interesting dynamics. Um one is is that you both went through a divorce as kids yourselves. Yeah. And well, so we were, the interesting is when you saw we were both we, were both,
1: we, were we had both, both just graduated in high school, from high school. When our parents yeah. divorced. Okay. So, are, okay. so you were like, yeah, so think, you were like eight older. Be, yeah. Yeah.
2: But okay but one of the things that we saw though, and maybe this is where you're going, is that we saw like My my parents barely spoke for 20 years.
1: Like even at our wedding.
2: We like it was so awkward. When my parents were in the room, it was weird.
1: (laughs) We're like, you guys are like, how old are they? 50, 60 years old. We're like, you know, there's him, his mom, and her spouse, and then his dad and her spouse. And you know, Joanne and Bill are outside on the patio, just staying away from everyone and Mm -hmm. Brett and Christy are and we're just like, (laughs) you guys are retarded. Like, I mean in the truest sense of the word, like it's just so underdeveloped and backwards, like you're adults like yeah. can't you just get over your stuff Yeah.
2: well and, and as one, well, she saw her parents <laughs> my go parents through, same thing you know through you know? court stuff i mean it was awful and so i think partly what i saw or what we saw was that i know what that's like even as an adult child right i know what that's like as an adult child to watch the parents who i had known my entire life until i was an adult be in the same room, be loving, be, you know, at least what I saw. Tolerate them. each Tolerate other. Tolerate each other, right? <laughs> um, But now that then all of a sudden they go from they can't even be in the same room and be comfortable with each other. And as a child, that sucks. It's terrible. And what I, and when I'm going back to that example, right, that full 18 months, I realized that that's what I was doing to my children. That's what we were doing to our children.
1: We'd become our parents. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I and I, and I, and
2: when we had even said before, I'm like, I will, we'll never put our children through that. Never. We will put up, will we do that to our children?
1: We, they odd. don't deserve it. We had, well, and I don't know if, okay, I'm just going to say this. And <laughs> okay. Not, gonna, okay but we, we, about two years into our marriage, we had a separation. We had some stuff go down that we were like, you know, and, and I think we, the, all the work and the coaching and the, and the stuff that we did really made our marriage last as long as it did and we had children and i mean i knew from the moment i met rob well maybe our second or third date i knew this guy was going to be a great dad like i that was when i like fell in love with him was i saw him wrestling with his little nieces and nephews or his little tiny bushy was like what one or something when we met ally and yet he's three little nephews and and I saw him playing with them. And I was like, I so want to have babies with you. Like, I just knew <laughs> it was that, you know, it was that job, maternal <laughs> instinct, that Mormon woman, like maternal instinct, right? And so I I always, um, I always knew that, but you know, two years into our marriage, when we had this like rough, you know, stuff go down. And then we reconciled, obviously. We um, we had conversations about that. You know, like if we ever got divorced, we would be next door neighbors. Yeah. We would never put our kids through that. And it's kind of interesting because that's exactly. So
0: you guys had that now. conversation. Mm-hmm.
1: We did when we were married because we we saw the bullshit that our parents were doing yeah. and, and just the, and the, the pain. Impact. And my dad's been married three times. You know, my mom's never remarried since my parents divorced. And then, you know, this is always politics and just strain and, and all of that stuff. And we we're just like, it's just like so dumb, like yeah. just so stupid to do that to a family. It's so, it's so and,
2: bankrupt yeah there's it's seriously it's great so, you it's get so, to be right
1: okay yay. you win you're right you know but everybody's yeah. suffering everybody does so you know
2: you know it's so, like mom and dad both suffer and kids suffer with them so yeah go ahead
0: yeah Highjacked no question, it, it, it's <laughs> like a. honestly for the kids it's like it, we in the program we called it a, um cheese grating the heart like a cheese grater oh. like oh. grinding oh, on their God. heart when you when you see a parent treat another parent badly or say something negative yeah. about them at all in any way it's like just great in it i mean it's 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 and they don't always see it that way but it really is but something else that stuck out was um so in week two of our program it's an eight-week program it's 60 days um we talk about how to rid yourself of all this so that you can then give your kids a functional life in a dysfunctional set up mm-hmm. where it's not it's a powerful. complete family anymore in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a sense of like, you know, mom and dad and, and kids and stuff. And so, uh, but I want to ask Rebecca a question because when Rob called after, you know, he was being a jerk and that one moment where, you know, he flipped you off in the parking lot or whatever, Lowe's abandoned Lowe's were and he's going off and then he calls and he's like, Hey, you know, what? I'm sorry. So for him, he had a moment where he realized Maybe part of him was like, dude, I am now heading down the path that I just saw my parents do at some point and not even be comfortable And I hate that. And maybe that hit with a bunch of other thresholds. But what was it for you that said, hey, this time it's real and sincere? Because I'm sure he's called and apologized before in certain situations. And you have even parents after divorce will have something and then they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. But usually, um, we don't know what was it exactly where you're like, Hey, this is real. This is sincere. And then it shifted because in week two of our program for reading of dysfunction, one of the exercises we do is how to take expectation and completely not just let it go, which is what you did, but replace it with appreciation mm. where you're That's literally a hundred percent letting go of anything you expect. And you're just grateful. Yeah. Right. I'm grateful that he had to go out of state for two months, even though, you know, that's good. Like it's going to help him in his career, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that exact thought, but what was it where you realized, dude, this is real. Like he's sincerely, he's sincerely really wanting to shift and he's hit threshold. And then the shift to letting go of expectation and perhaps replacing with appreciation, which just sounds like what you did.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, and Jeremiah, I have to say before I answer that question, I really love what you're doing. Yeah, With your, like, that's why we're like, how can we support you? Cause we've talked yeah, about, we're we, like, we, could we teach people we to create yeah. this? And, and then we're like, oh my gosh, our friend, Jeremiah, who yeah. I've known since high school, you know, is my doing friend. this and you've, you've triumphed over even shittier situations <laughs> over, than man. we had, you know? So like, if you can do it, then we just know everybody else. Can You're do just
0: it. the other end of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
0: right. Hey, hey, I just say, God, let, we're going to get you to an Olympian level. You probably won't go through most of this. <laughs> but if you do, you'll know exactly what to do. Or if you have Better someone to... that you know, you'll know yeah. how to get them through. That's kind of that's kind of the yeah. approach. But- yeah. So yeah. I just want
1: to say, I, I think it's just so important because it there are awesome. that no matter what level of dysfunction, there are people who have triumphed over it. And if one person can do it, then there is a way. Yeah. So I love that you are unpacking that whole thing and standing for it, that there is a way. I think it's very, very important. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So to answer your question, because again, as I was thinking about that, I was like, I don't know how how, we we kind of like did it, but we didn't, we didn't really know what we were doing. I just shifted and, and he said, I'm sorry, you know, but you know what I remember, and I don't know what the timeline was of this, but I remember for me, I calibrate on behavior. People can say all kinds of things. People can say, I'm going to do this for you, or I'm going to stop doing this, or I'm going to be this, or I'm going to honor you or whatever. And I say, okay, I heard what you said, but now I am, I'm watching to see if the behavior changes. Otherwise, you know, talk is cheap, right? We break our promises all the time. And um, I do remember being in my condo and usually I think he would drop the boys off, like in the carport and they would would just come up, you know, they were old enough. They were like, what, four and six when we split we split so they were you know so they were you know level six and eight you know so they were able to like go oh, bye I love you boys you know and then they just run up the sidewalk and into the house you know um but I remember like that that he came to the door you know and he came inside and he stood you know I was like do you want to come in and he just stood like within the door you know close the door he was just but it was like this respect of like you know I'm this isn't my home And I'm not just going to go kick back and open the fridge, you know, like that he respected. This was my home with our children. And then I also remember that um, he showed up on Mother's Day with a plant and a card. And he said, thank you for being the mother of my children. And it was like replacing that expectation with gratitude, like you just said, where he just started doing that and then gave me the opportunity to reciprocate. You know, as well. And I remember like one of the first times that we were both at one of our kids' school functions or something like you know, like some assembly or some elementary school thing. And I remember that he was sitting there and normally it was like him and then like grandma and grandma and strangers and strangers and then me or you know, whatever. And we just sat next to each other and it was kind of like, Is this it's is this dog gonna bite me? Is this <laughs> you know, like yeah. but but just that we could kind of rebuild that uh trust but gratitude were, was really the bridge gratitude and respect uh and genuine concern for the other person's welfare so i feel like that was just that was what made it real for me is i just really do remember getting that card and that plant you know normally it was like oh here's something from the boys you know, you'd have the boys make a card and like some candy bar or something mother's day which I, and I, I thought was was great but that but that, because I always would make sure the boys would give their dad a gift on his birthday and things like that, you know. So it was kind of through the kids. But when I got this plant and this card from him expressing his gratitude for being the mother of his children, it was like, okay, like that's different. That's a death That's a shift in the climate altogether, and and just made it a lot more safe to start building that trust. I think. Yeah. I don't know, was there anything else you can think of that? No, I mean, I. It's so weird. It seems like such a distant memory. Yeah, you know, I mean, it really does.
2: Like, just because it was, and you know, and it, but it was. It was gradual, and I, I remember, it, it was, it was weird, and it was hard at first to go into her home, especially when it's our children, and I'm not really welcome there.
1: I think I had a boyfriend right? at the time too, yeah. or something <laughs> that was there a lot, yeah. and
2: yeah, didn't,
1: and, didn't really want them to be, you know, just yeah. didn't want that you know so
2: yeah and um but but like she said right and 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 i and i knew even when i called her that it was going to take some time and like she said it's it's a demonstration on my part to in how i talk to her how i interact with her how i interact with my our children about her and Um, just that whole world. So that when we're together, even, you know, in the same room or even behind her back, like, how am I operating? Like one of the things that I, that I didn't say is that, and I think this is one of the things that happens probably in every divorce situation is that I go to my people and I gossip about her. Same. Right. And then, so what I started to do um, and everybody knows to this day, right? I went back to those people and systematically just clean that up with them. You know what? I was mean and I was unfair because I was hurt and I was sad, but Rebecca's the mother of my children and I love her and I will forevermore. And if you ever hear me say something negative about her, just please, please, please remind right. me, remind me about of this my conversation commitment. and my yeah. commitment to, to, to our children. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's one of the things because it's like, when the people in our lives, right, they hear what we say and they, reinf- they, they, they hear it. And then our behavior is reinforced because they keep hearing or seeing how we operate. So if I now tell them some different other story about how I'm going to be with Rebecca and apologizing to them that I gossiped about her, now all of a sudden they can hear something different.
1: Instead of I... It's like icing on dog crap doesn't make a pie. It's just icing (laughs) hiding crap. Yeah, exactly. You actually have to bake a cake and like, you know, you have to go back and say, I was full of shit. You know, know, I'm sorry if we can't swear on this this one.
0: (laughs) You know, I I was
1: full of crap. You know, I was really just attacking her because I was hurt and Mm -hmm. I realized that there's an impact with that. I don't want that anymore. So here's now what I'm creating and please relate to me as this new man that's committed to honoring his ex-wife. Yeah. And our yeah, friends are all, I mean, our mutual friends and his friends stuff, everybody's, we've all participated extensively in landmark education, which I think is such a powerful tool for so, I mean, I wish everybody on the planet would just do it cause it's just really like Self-ful. the basic self-development stuff that really everybody should have. And so a lot of people in our community and in our lives were, were very supportive of people making those types of transformations and having conversations that empower people instead of, you know, the gossip and all that. But there, there's another thing uh, I re- just remembered. I have these best little memory memories of Ryan who we used to call Winnie. So his name is, we fought about his name. His name is Ryan Winford. And uh, he wanted to name him Winford after his <laughs> beloved grandfather. And I was like, we're not gonna name our kid Winford. Like that's just <laughs> nerdy, I don't know, like whatever old school antique name. You know, and I always loved the name Ryan. And I thought whether it was a boy or a girl that popped out, you know, was going to, we were going to name him or her Ryan. Um, but he's like, I really want Winford. I said, it's Ryan. And middle name is Winford. And he's always called him Win. And I've always, always called him Ryan. So yeah. my family calls him Ryan. His family calls him Win. And it's just funny. But yeah. so little, we just called him little Winnie when he was a kid, because he was just, just this adorable little fireball. Um, but I remember he and Sean started opening my car door for me. And they were, you know, six and eight years old. They would almost fight over it. No, mom, 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 wait, wait, mom. You know, we'd pull up from the grocery store. Wait, mom, stay right there, mom. You know, and I would sit there and Ryan would get out of the car and he would open the door for me. And Sean would run up the stairs and he would open the door for me. And I just remember at some point having a conversation with Rob where he realized I'm modeling for my boys how they so, will treat their yeah. future wives, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and women, and and women in general. Area. And I, yeah. I want to model for them, uh, not be a hypocrite, you know, Oh, treat your woman nicely. And your mom's a bitch, you know, like yeah. that doesn't work.
2: Right. Or if you're ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, your ex wife or ex girlfriend you do not treat them well, but the woman you're in a relationship with, you do,
1: I mean, like, friends. right. That right. Doesn't make any so sense. I remember just those sweet little, uh, gestures where they were, they were being very chivalrous. They were being just these little polite men. And yeah. I was like, are you teaching that to them? And, yes. and he was like, yes, because I realized I, they're, they're great men in training and they are going to see our relationship and, and model that for their future yeah. relationships. So it, I think it became even more important, Jeremiah, like, especially in the wake of a divorce when the default is so easy to just be crappy with each other Yeah, but that you actually do need need to overcome the gap, the disparity that's created by like, I love this person, but we're not married anymore, or I respect this person, but we're not married, that can create a lot of confusion for kids, like, you can't, you know, like, I I really do think it's some level that's confusing for people, because they're like, well, even today, I mean, I'm single, Rob's single, people are like, why don't you guys just get back together, we're like, there's a reason we got divorced (laughs) and this is working several times. Yeah. 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 So like, so like, just because we love and respect each other as partners and co-parents doesn't mean that we should make our relationship look like a marriage, you know, like that had its own level of complexity and,
0: and maturity.
1: Yeah. 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 So it was, but again, just kind of bridging that gap of like, you can show love and respect for the person that is your, former spouse that is the parent of your children, Um, but going trying even harder to model decency in that relationship I think is just really, really important, you know? And Rob's over here all the time. Rob's moved and got a condo right down to the bottom of our street. He is all but sleeps here. Like he's here in the morning, fixing breakfast. He's here at night. He helps with my daughter. He was one of the first, he was one of the first, he was the first person besides her dad that found out to find out I was pregnant, you know, that was again it was a whole other ball of wax, you know, but (laughs) I met this guy, I got pregnant two months into the relationship was not like this ideal, I mean, I knew pretty quickly and I was like, oh, like I wanted this baby, but maybe this wasn't the best relationship choice, you know, and kind of had to like, hold it all together, you know, but I remember texting Rob and saying, you know, I'm I'm pregnant and he said, She was really scared. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm so
2: scared to tell you. I'm
1: scared, you know, and he said, he said, "You know, I, I know that you always wanted to have more kids and that wasn't really in the cards for us. And um, I'm, I'm excited for you for this opportunity. And yeah. I know how much it is, how much important it is to you. And I know it's gonna change our family dynamic, but I, I support you and I'm here for you. And it was like, to me, that's like the best kind of love is yeah. the, the I'm, like, I feel like we are, I have partnership now with Rob that I've never had with another human being romantic and we never had I don't think this real level of partnership in our marriage because it was laced with expect unmet expectations yeah and disappointment. But it's now it's like look you do you I do me you know this summer and last summer I was gone for four or five weeks doing this uh, uh, training for you know the work that I do I have a full-time nanny for the baby you know but but Rob is here with a boy like he I was gone for a month and I've got a 13 year old, 11 year old and a two you know or or they were 10, 12 and two at the time. And and it was seamless. It was like, yes, Rebecca, we've got your back. And just having that team that allows me to live my life and that he can live his life too, and we've really got each other's backs, It's just a yeah. I I just don't think I have that level of partnership with anybody else. Um, Yeah, and it doesn't mean that we should be married either. (laughs) It it doesn't, you know, just good partners. Good partners. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: So in week three, and sometimes it's week four, I mix it around a little bit with our modules, but we talk about two things. One is shifting from working through the kids to working with each other directly. Yeah. And that's, oh, yeah, that's a big one. And so true. what I'm hoping is, I think I've found people who are living a bunch of the things that we teach, but didn't necessarily have a process. And so I've created the whole process so that anyone can do this. And, and this is beautiful because I love discovering it along the way. And so that was one piece. And when he shifted from giving it to you directly, Mother's Day, you know, boom. And, and it wasn't, hey guys, give this to her. Then the, the thing shifted with the kids where they're, he's not like, hey, do this, pass this message, but all of a sudden they're like, wait, wait, I'm gonna open the door. Right. And all of a sudden, this new um this new process is created where instead of pushing it through them and they're not thinking for themselves, you push it with each other and they get to completely think for themselves and decide yeah. what they think is the best move or what they think is the best service or the best message to deliver. So that's yeah. one thing I think is really cool. And then the other thing is a question now for both of you, but in, in the last part of ridding yourself of dysfunction, we have an exercise that's really intense. And the title is Divorce the Story and Marry the Truth. Mm -hmm. So we're literally, we've gone through this divorce or spousal loss. Some people have lost a spouse to death or they're just missing, which also happens, or they're a hundred million percent checked out. And it's like, they're not even there anyway, maybe just in body sometimes every once in a while, but maybe talk about what are some of the things personally that you had to divorce from? that was the story, oh, it didn't work out because of this or this or this. Mm-hmm. And what were the truths that you grabbed onto? You've mentioned on some of them already that really freed this relationship up to be a really powerful partnership. And people sometimes confuse that. Oh, best friends should get married. Well, no, not really. Actually, that's a great roommate. Right? Yeah. But that's not, yeah. that's that's a different level for intimacy. Yeah. Right? And so what are some of the things that you um divorce what and you've mentioned some of them but i just want to capture this for the audience like what are some of the things that you literally let go of mm-hmm. like maybe some examples of some expectations or literally a story you kept telling yourself well he's a dick because of this and this and this, and she's you know a spaz because blah, blah, blah. but you literally just let go of it and you're like you know what that's bullshit like here's the truth the truth is and then both of you did this individually as i watched but you both started speaking truth about yourself. Yeah. Actually, I was, actually, I did this actually. And then you talked about ownership, but then what was beautiful is on the, on the, um, on the, um, letting go of expectation and replacing with appreciation. Then you spoke truth on appreciation. So I don't know if you guys both noticed that you did that, but you both spoke truth about yourself (laughs) and then spoke truth about the appreciation of the other in the partnership.
1: I think well, like two things pop into my head. Number one was, and I just remember this because I'm also an artist and I do art with words and it's part of my therapy, my own, my, it's part of one of my self-care practices. And uh, I remember creating this, I call them truth cards. And it's just, you know, almost like your own little, like a card, you know, I'll paint it, I'll put words and stuff on it, you know? And I remember this one that i made, that says I choose peace. And I had that on the visor of my windshield And it was like, no matter what he throws at me, I choose peace. And I think the truth was, the truth I uncovered is no one but me is responsible for my life, for my emotional state, and for my experiences. I am 100% responsible. He can do whatever he does. But just like a a good baseball player can hit any ball that's thrown at them, you know? Instead of, no, you gotta throw it exactly like this so I can hit it, you know? And I think relationships become a lot like, I need you to be this way so that I can be happier so that I'm not pissed off all day. I I just remember my dad saying, it seems like Rob wins when he knocks you off center, Rebecca. Like you, you let him just knock you off center all the time. So why not just relocate yourself in a way that you just become unmessable with, you know? Like, so for me, it was just choosing peace and letting the past be the past, it's over it's over. There's nothing I can do about it. No. It, it is what it was. I can't even change what I had for breakfast this morning. Like that's how gone the past is. Right. <laughs> and just like letting it just it's over and I choose peace no matter what. So I think those are some fundamental, um, you know, shifts for me was just letting go of that. Anyone else is responsible for my experience of my life and becoming a lot more emotionally resilient and finding the resources in me and healing the wounds, the wounds in me. The other thing too, and I have to just speak to this because it really was culturally ingrained in us that the man is supposed to go out and work and bring home the bacon. And the woman is supposed to stay home and have the babies and cook and clean. Now, I think we almost never had that in our relationship. It was complete role reversal because I, you know, Rob always, and I know this from the beginning, he, he said, you know, I wanna homeschool our kids. I'd love to be a stay at home dad. I hope we have a child with special needs. I mean, like he <laughs> wanted, he is like such this dad heart because his dad worked from sunup from sundown, was never there, you know, a good yeah. provider, but he was like, but I just want my dad. And so, so oddly enough, we didn't really choose that, but we had so much pain. Caused by this belief that the man is supposed to be the breadwinner, because I think for the a good portion of our marriage, I was and I resented the shit out of him. I was like, "This isn't my job. You're supposed to do this." And he's like, "But you're really good at it, and I really love being home with the kids, and you don't necessarily super love being home with the kids. I'm not a good stay at home mom. Yeah. I will say I am like, I'm like type A alpha female, yeah. you know. And it, I'm sure you guys can't get that at all about me, right? <laughs> but I. It was just a belief yeah. that this, this is the traditional man role. And this is the traditional female role that was that just created so much pain in our marriage. And that was a massive unfulfilled expectation. Yeah. I felt like, why are you heaping all this burden on me? And it's like, how come I can't feel like I'm a man around, you know, you're just drive, drive, drive. And I can't ever, you know, keep up with your masculinity, Rebecca, you you know, it was just this power balance and that got flip-flopped. And and in hindsight, I just think, man, had we had the ability to destroy that unconscious filter and really choose for ourselves that this is how we're going to write our lives, you know, that maybe he's best in the role of caretaker of the children and doing his side interests and passions and jobs and hobbies and endeavors i mean he's got this great entrepreneur brain you know and like i'm really just driven in business and driven to succeed and yeah. you know so that well, that's it, that was like the telling the truth yeah. It was like rob is going to be the way rob is and i'm going to be the yeah. way that i am and we're not going to try and hold each other down or resent each other for that yeah. anymore well, does that make sense yeah like, no, no know really, that makes sense.
2: sense well so i know it's and i would say Also, just to add to that is I I just feel like regardless of cultural and religious expectations that that's like almost a human expectation, right? That the men are going to provide and the women are going to raise the children when when I'm and, and it seems like an either or kind of a thing when in in my world, like from a young age like she was saying, like just watching my parents, my, both of my parents worked, they weren't around a lot. And she's right. My dad was gone, you know, sun up to sundown frequently. And, and so what I ideally would have created is a more balanced relationship between mom and dad, husband and wife, where, because I really think it's important, like to have dad at home frequently with those children, and then mom at home frequently with the children, but also men out there earning and providing, and moms and women out there earning and providing, I think, I really believe that's more of a balance, because, um, and Rebecca can speak 100% to this, is, you know, and not to go down this road, but her mom was married to her dad for 28 years, stay-at-home mom, raised nine children, they divorced, and what does she have?
1: Nine kids, no work experience, no None. education, None. totally still dependent, you know, on 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 my dad. Right. At age 50 or yeah. whenever they got divorced. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. hard That's a tough,
2: that's tough. It's
1: a hard the, model we live the, in.
2: Yeah, it is. The other thing is that um, and we've talked to and interacted with many um people either going through a divorce or have gone through a divorce where that has been their dynamic. And the woman, usually it's the woman, the mom doesn't have any skills. They she's don't screw
1: it, screw it up. Screwed. Screw it up. She, now,
2: she, now she's still relying upon her ex-husband, whether or not he's going to give her enough yeah. money to provide for her, herself, whether it's alimony or child mm-hmm. support or whatever. And so, and like what Rebecca was saying, I think she hit the nail on the head where she was like, how can I be empowered to provide for myself and my children and my family? And I say the same thing. And, how and can still I... be
1: a present yes, parent. Yes,
2: exactly. It's like
1: a partnership versus expectation, expectation. Yeah. It's like, here's how we're going to you know, uh, make this work yeah. together. And I would
2: even say that is a more accurate depiction of what masculine feminine balance would be yeah. and should be. And I think that we have that more now than we've ever had before is that masculine feminine balance. You know, I'm like, and, 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 it's, and it's probably almost beneficial that we aren't married because she can pursue her thing and I, and I don't have an expectation and in fact and she'll tell you this it's like I'm always like Rebecca you you're a badass you are an awesome woman you know she's got pictures of Wonder Woman all over the place and she is she's amazing <laughs> and sorry, right? <laughs> yeah right yeah exactly right so what I'm saying is it's like and it's in, it seriously is in my best interest to empower what it is that she's up to it isn't my best interest because see, when cuz she can because she's happy pursuing that and she, she could say the same to me
1: i always felt in our marriage that the more successful i was in business and finances and all of that stuff the more it invalidated him i felt That's like my success would emasculate him i mean even like even honestly until like recently <laughs> i <laughs> i had to like work through that that, that me being successful in the world somehow it's going to hurt him because that wasn't his strength. That wasn't, we, we, you know what I mean? Like it was just different. It's just like, there's so many couples out there where like the, the woman's a surgeon and and the, and he's a school teacher, you know, so they're just different salary levels. You know what I mean? it's It's like really all that it is. But, but I felt for so long that I needed to keep a lid on what I was doing because I didn't want him to feel like less of a man. And that's so ridiculous. So, it's, so now we just don't have that expectation anymore and I can rock and he can do whatever he wants. And it's not like he has to prove it to me. It's not like I have to overcome you know, his weaknesses or you know whatever, those types of things. It's just, we're just free to be each other. Yeah. So I don't even know if we answered your question. Yeah, I think <laughs> we went kind of way, way off. Absolutely. Don't, trip, don't you know, worry, that. you're
0: doing great. And <laughs> it's interesting because you have this level of success that's tied to pain until recently when you're able to separate and that's what we want we don't necessarily are we're not advocating for divorce but we are advocating to divorce the stories because we just keep playing them over and over and over here's why it didn't work out it's she's an a-hole and he's a dick you know and all this stuff and it's just like yeah Yeah. like that's (laughs) not serving anybody and once you guys let go of it what's beautiful is is you're able to completely custom create based on the truth that you would both found inside and we have a we have two things that are really cool. In week, in week two, we have, it's called Jeremiah's open heart surgery for pain and suffering. And what yeah. I essentially show people how to do is take their heart. Because when something violent or aggressive or intense happens to you, the heart pops open and then locks it in. Yeah. And the only way to get it out is to do the same thing, like yell or scream or shout or punch something or, and it pops out like <laughs> this out of the bottom. But what we show you how to do is how to open it so that it just flows right through hmm. and it never gets trapped. And it's almost like, they're like, you're an and da 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 da, And they're just going off and you're like, oh yeah, I, f- I feel a com- discomfort of what they're saying and all the bad negative energy. And it just goes like this and flows right out. Yeah. And it's really tremendous. And so you guys are, are hitting on that, which is beautiful. And also even that recent discovery, you know, of saying, Hey, you know what? It's okay to be successful it's actually okay to be young and successful. If we got any kids out there that are watching who've gone through this, like it's okay to be young and successful. And I just wanna touch on one other piece in um, week six, we actually teach you how to increase your income. It's not a multi-level marketing or any kind of this. It's like, I show you how to build a company from scratch or how Mm -hmm. to tap into your most powerful resources and and experience and all that stuff. And, And literally, because you're gonna need money. Like when this happens, you have to, you have to have money. And it's almost to a point now where it's like, you almost can't even stay in your kid's life if you don't make an, you know, enough or a certain amount. And, and that's starting to become the case, which is unfortunate. But yeah. Yeah. so we, we do that too. But Rob, did you have, um, did you have anything that you wanted to come on, on for you of anything that you were able to let go of story of that really kind of helped you embrace what you guys have now? Uh,
2: you know, so p- part of it is that, to some degree it it doesn't even occur to me anymore right it it just has been like it's all in inval- like all the story is just invalid anyway right whether she's supportive or not that was what i guess that was one of my things right oh she doesn't support me and but but it was like no in reality it was like no she supported me all the time but again it's like it 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 doesn't always look that's the expectation right she didn't support me the way that I think she should have. Right. Cause, and that it, it just looked the way that it looked. And that was it. Right. It's the same thing with, it's almost like love languages, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. You guys all know five love languages. Yeah. yeah. So it's like right. for me, I'm like, of course I supported you. I worked, I built a company, I provided for us financially a lot. Yeah. I gave birth to our children. And he's like, yeah, but you don't touch me enough. You don't want to have sex or, you know, like, what it like those? And I was like, I'm freaking exhausted. I'm over here doing all these or things whatever, and he's like, right. but you're not meeting these needs and, you know, we we don't we don't connect that way, but it doesn't mean that the other person's efforts aren't valid just because you don't recognize them in your language, you know? So
0: Yeah. Say you, that one more time. It doesn't mean what?
1: It doesn't mean it's invalid just because you don't recognize it it's not in your language. Yeah. Love is expressed in a lot of ways and maybe one person's way of expressing love is totally backwards and upside down for you and you never see it, but it's your job to be the pepper pots and interpret it and make it you know make it well iron man reference there sorry um you know but to like really make it receive the message that's underneath the intention even though the delivery of it might be off you know and i want to i want to just real quick backtrack to something you said jeremiah i am not an advocate of divorce at all like that was one of the most painful things we have ever done yeah for sure and I do not. I look back and I do regret it. I do regret in many ways. I regret that I didn't dig just a little bit deeper or just be patient or just go through the storms of year 10 and 11 and 12 and 13 of most people's marriages. Like I look back and I think our whole lives would be different had I just been a little bit more patient had I just found a way to let go of those expectations of, wow, we were married. Had I been willing to say, you know what, this is too hard. Let's just go live in my mom's basement, you know, but I was too prideful. I was too prideful and wanted to keep up with appearances and keep up with, you know, like you're supposed to buy me an Escalade and a house in Draper, Utah, and we're supposed to, you know, like all these expectations that I just couldn't undo for myself. I really, as being hundred percent responsible is what destroyed our marriage. You know, and I had I been able to back up and just calm down a little bit and swallow my pride and just look at things differently. I think that we would have had a different, uh, a different script. Now that being said, you know, we are where we are and we choose that, and that's okay. And it's not like, oh, Rob, let's get back together. You know, it's like no, it's just this is where we are and this is good and I love you and move on. And he loves me and move on. You know, that we get to we recognize it is very rare. And I don't want people listening to have this idea that like hey it's okay you know things are hard just go ahead and get divorced and you can work it out like rebecca and rob like there is massive pain here and and it takes a lot
2: more effort yeah yeah
1: and pain for our children that we're now just starting to i think see and and deal with and start to unravel the kids always pay the price do everything you can to work it out you know and if you just can't work it out and divorce is your choice then have the best divorce that you can have seriously, you know, so I just really want to be clear, you know, really want to be clear on that. So, yeah. Thank thank you for
0: sharing. And also what's beautiful is that you've been able to leverage what we want in our program is we want you to leverage intense joy and intense growth from what has happened. And if you don't learn the lesson, like you got it, you learn the lesson, and it was really painful. And it's like, hey, like, we don't want this to happen to anyone, we don't want to go through it again. But if you don't learn the lesson, it will keep happening. And it'll keep getting harder and harder and harder and harder until you're on your knees. Sometimes that's not enough. I've been face down on the floor, bawling, Pleading from a creator's perspective, like, please, what else do I have to do? Nothing is working. Why is this? And it's like, this is this is like really hard. And of course, we don't advocate, but what we do advocate is what you guys are doing now. And that's like leveraging it to intense joy, leveraging it to intense growth. And something really beautiful that um you guys had both mentioned was um, hey, like hearing the real message from the people. And what I, I want to shift a little bit now of talking about doing that with our kids, like hearing the real message with the kids. And I want to, you guys don't know, I'm going to bring this up right now, but I saw you guys did something last week or the week before, or whatever. <laughs> and you were both talking and then your kids are in the background and you were talking about the co-parenting and stuff you've set up, which is beautiful. And then one of you're like, what do you guys think about the co-parenting relationship that we set up? We asked the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And one's like, oh, blah, blah, you know, whatever, just being a kid. But right. the other one was like, he was kind of sitting more in the middle and hair to here. And then he's like, no shirt on. It's amazing. <laughs> like, it's so cool. It's like, it's, yeah. it's an incredible experience to have a kid say, like, Mom and dad got divorced, but everything is really great, and I'm getting loved from all these different areas, and they're making it like so easy for me. Yeah, that's a win. That's a huge, huge win, and that's what we do advocate for. So, talk about just for a minute um, the impact that's having on your kids. What kind of things they're opening up and sharing with you about, and and the shift you saw in them once you guys. know rob says hey look i can't treat you like this anymore oh here's mother's day and really seriously thank you and then you say hey um you know i've been doing this and this let me let go of that and let me replace it with appreciation and then just kind of talk about from the kids perspective for a minute and we can do another thing later and have even them comment if you want. yeah totally yeah
1: yeah i think we should talk about the there was a story that we read at some point during our marriage where there was a couple in france or something that had divorced and the judge awarded the house to the children to the children and we were like oh so the parents were the ones that had to pack up and shuffle around and have their own apartments and then you know on their parent time they would leave you know and then they would they the other parent would come to the house and
2: And so that so the the kids are being shuffled around they have the same space all the time and and we talked about it and we were like
1: that actually, that actually makes, makes so
2: much sense because, <laughs> and the reason it makes, so much we're sense, the ones that have, should be, it's not the kids. It's not the kids fault, that the parents They're are divorced. They're yeah. so innocent. And so
1: it's our failure. It's our,
2: yeah, seriously. Yeah. So that made so much sense. Um, and even for, for, you know, many years in, into our, into our divorce, right. It was like, my goal and my intention was like, how close can I get? Can I move to my children? How close can I get to them? And I, you know, I moved around, you know, quite a few different places. We
1: were on opposite end, ends. Yeah. Of the I mean, he was 30, 45 minutes yeah. away, so and that's it, why we there's a lot of driving. Yeah, and, and
2: it sucked. It was it was terrible, right? And then they have all their stuff at mom's house, and they have stuff at my and house. I and I'd be like, like, "Where are all your
1: clothes? Oh, they're at dad's." I'm oh, like, "God, like, no
2: socks, no socks, like his like, socks, his shoes, backpack."
1: I mean. constant stress on the kids. Yeah,
2: seriously. And then they have to pack a whole freaking suitcase in order to go back and forth. It's like, okay, the the closer I can get, the better. And then what was awesome was, oh, and one of the things just kind of going back to your about impact on children, it's like one of the things I think is important to, to mention is that when I had that initial conversation with Rebecca to just restore our relationship, as I said something second to the children. I apologized and took ownership for them, for their sake. So they could see me, and again, modeling, that they could see their dad going, I was a jerk and this is how I'm making up for it. And then, so they've seen over and over and over and over and over my continuous and constant love, appreciation, respect and honor for her, always and forever. And they know that, and there's no doubt in their mind. And I think that's super important. Um, and so what there came this point, so, um, I got into a relationship and I'm just going to digress here for a second, but this is really important is when I had seen that whole thing about being happy. One of the things that I realized is that one day Rebecca would be in a relationship and one day I would be in a relationship and it was in my best interest to make sure that I had a good relationship for whoever that guy was. And it was her best interest to know her the woman in my relation you know my relationship right
1: yeah
2: and um because we were going to be in each other's lives right like it's never
1: going to work if my new husband is a jerk to rob and like okay great now we've just compounded the problem totally and and that happens all All the the time time. it's like oh, i can't stand your ex-wife or i can't stand your new girlfriend or you're like yeah I, and I, I remember, maybe you're going to tell this part, but oh. I remember when he got in a relationship with it. he was in a, how long You only four, four years. They they recently ended their relationship. But for four years with this beautiful woman, I love and adore her. Massive respect for her. I love who she is for Rob. But I remember we had a rule. We don't introduce our kids to any new romantic mm-hmm. love interest until we've been dating steadily for 90 days.
2: 90, just called I, it the 90 day rule.
1: I think you can tell within 90 days if a thing is going to launch or yeah. fail to launch, you know? So, so. So he'd been dating her for a while. And then he said, you know, I want you to meet her. And this was before the kids met her. And we met at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I got, I mean, I got to sit there. I actually wrote a journal entry about it. I should pull it up and read it. But <laughs> I, I got to sit there. You know, Rob and I were just sitting in this coffee shop, blah, blah, blah. And in walks this beautiful, I mean, just beautiful woman. And i And I was so honored <laughs> that First of all, he would pick such a beautiful woman because I felt like that was a reflection of his taste in women, <laughs> you know, but, that, but that, that he got up to greet her and I saw them like hug and he gave her a kiss. And I was like, I want him to be loved like that. Wow. And she and I got to talk. And I mean, even to this day, it's like our kids go to the same school. We were next door to, we had a, a twin home um, up until recently when I purchased this home. Uh, where I lived on one side with our boys and my little girl and then he and his girlfriend and her three kids lived on the other side. Yeah. We literally mm-hmm. shared we had a wall, a wall. between us. Mm-hmm. We'd run back and forth. the kids would run back and forth. We'd all help with all the kids. They helped with the baby which was massively helpful because, you know, if I needed to do, you know, as a single woman with the baby, you you can't do anything unless you have a babysitter. So it was like <laughs> nice. I mean, I literally couldn't even go to the grocery store or to the gym or to yoga or to something like that. I was like, can can somebody please watch Tiger Lily and it was like there was always adults on deck. Yeah, sure. She's just sleeping. Here's the baby monitor. Yeah. Next door, like easy stuff, you know. So we had this beautiful community of adults that all cared about the kids in our lives and that we supported, uh, that we supported, you know, each other. So yeah. I think that's anyway. I didn't mean to hide. Yeah, no, it, no, 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 that's great.
2: No, it's it's good. And that's and and I and that goes back to what I was saying is like well, even with my relationship with Charlie, right? And I told her in the very beginning, and it was important to me that she knows that. Rebecca is in my life. She is the mother of my children. And it's important to me that you have a good relationship with her or this will not work. Our relationship is over. And then I said the same thing to her. I was like, look, you need to have a good relation, like a really great relationship with the father Here. of your children. You have to, it's imperative. I won't tolerate it because it's going to impact your children, and that will impact our relationship. And for, I want the for great, his girlfriend yeah. because she and yes. her ex
1: husband were like crazy hard stuff they have going have their own on. thing, right? And he was like, "You guys need to work your yeah, stuff out absolutely. because that's going to impact, you know, him and and her." What well, we've got, you know. And yeah. then the relationship I was in with my daughter's dad for a couple of years until that ended. He had massive warfare going on with his ex wife, and it massively impacted us. And I was Dude. like, "You have got to work that out. I'm not going to live this way. I've got a great thing here. Mm-hmm. I know it's possible. You've got to work that stuff out." Yeah. And you know, that's a litmus test for me now because yeah, for I sure. absolutely 100. I date a guy, and I'm like, "How's your relationship with your ex wife?" He's like, oh, I can't freaking stand yeah, her." I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Bye." Yep. I'm not going to, you know, are you willing to work on it? That if is you're not. I, this is never going to work because first and foremost. I have a family with this man.
2: That is criteria. And it has to
1: work for everybody. So, know, so
2: just to just to put it into perspective, right? So if you know, so if if a woman comes to me and we're dating and I say, I have a really amazing relationship with my ex-wife, I mean, isn't that just a demonstration of if it doesn't work out here that we're still gonna have a really good relationship and that I'm not going to you <gasps> know, she's not gonna do be the next victim. She's not gonna be the next victim, right? So so Anyway, so that's just that whole world of it. Right. And, um, she talked about the, 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 duplex or the twin home that we lived in. Um, when that became available, I saw in an instant that that's what I wanted to do
1: actually when I moved into that twin home somebody was on the other side and I asked the landlord when do they vacate Mm -hmm. I said my ex-husband and his girlfriend even move in there he was like is that a good thing I'm like yes (laughs) you know and I we literally lobbied for that for like six Six months months. he's like they're vacant I'm like okay get Rob's application like we made that sucker happen
2: (laughs) he said to me the the landlord he said to me as I'm he didn't took me like him a week to approve me or us and I was like what, what other questions do you have? And he said, "You know, I've been talking to a lot of people, and I'm just like, is it really a good idea that exes live on the other side?" And I'm the landlord, other? like and I'm the landlord. <laughs> I have to, like I don't want cops here. And I looked at him and I said, because that was so foreign to me, because our relationship's been awesome for so many years. And I looked at him and I said, "Is cops. that is that, is that really thing? your concern?" <laughs> he was like, "Yeah," and I was like. Oh, I didn't even consider that that was your concern. I thought it was something else, um, because our relationship is so great, right? And part of the reason for me in, in, in as dad, the reason, the primary reason that I chose that that is what I wanted to do is so my children, our children had one freaking room.
1: Their own bedroom. Their
2: own bedroom. Not two. One bed, <laughs> one room, one closet, all their toys, all their stuff all their in laundry. one place. That's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. And they don't have to. They don't know. have to go
2: back and forth. So, but but it, but it was great because she had her side and I had mine. So we each had our own privacy. It was great. It was such it was such a great setup. And I was really angry when you moved.
1: I you know it can't. was really. I,
2: bad yeah, I, I was I was for sure disappointed.
1: Was, I only moved like four minutes away. It's like literally the same block neighborhood. But he was like, but it's like you're not next door to me anymore. So yeah. when he and Charlie ended their relationship she stayed in the condo and then he just got another, uh, you know, place that's right down the street. Down and the street. I've never even been there. Yeah. He's here all the time. Cause this is where the kids yeah. live. And even to the point where I was like, Rob, I could finish the basement and rent it to you. Like, <laughs> like yeah. we're that functional. But yeah. again, the point is like, we go back to that French example was our kids live here.
0: They live here.
1: And you know, we, even when I was out of town for a month, you know, Rob. There were times here. where he was here. He'd mm-hmm. stay overnight. He'd stay on the couch, or he'd, mm-hmm. you know, guest bedroom, or something like that. Where it was just like he's welcome here. He's a key to my house. He knows the alarm mm-hmm. code. Um, he, like, this is where the this is where the kids live. Yeah. And he's and I literally and, I, and that's in literally night, how, like, hi guys. Like, yeah, hey. that's literally how oh. I want it.
2: Yeah, it's great. I want them to have their space, and I will come and go.
1: I don't and when they, they even know how good they have they it. They don't, they don't. But yeah. that's the point.
0: <laughs> We're going to do <laughs> a follow-up and light them up a little bit. We'll do yeah, some. Yeah, yeah we should bring them. and
1: bring, put those little monkeys yeah. here. But like as a side benefit too, though, like, you know, so I had a daughter with another man, right? And he's not in our life. And, um, and I love that Rob walks in the house and Tiger Lily, who's barely three, hi Wob. you know like she, <laughs> i just i love Wobby. you know like yeah. she she knows that this is her brother's dad and he wrestles with her he plays with her he feeds her he he helps the boys care for their little sister mm-hmm. he's there to help put her to bed when i have to leave and do, go do a show and stuff like that like that like what a beautiful thing that you know that she is now in a position where i am her primary parent. And we don't know what that's going to look like really with her dad moving forward, but that she has the presence of, of a man who is a father figure who's consistent in her life and that she gets that love and affection and adoration. And that's like, we just love our kids. Like we all just want the best for our kids. And, um, I feel like it just continues to be a ripple effect of awesomeness yeah. that, um, I mean, he's even got contractors over at my house getting bids on things. And it's so, they walk in and Rob's like, yeah, I'm trying to do an energy efficiency test on your house. And the guy's like, oh, do you, this is your home. He's like, no, this is my ex-wife's home. This or, is the
2: situation. I'm <laughs> like, oh,
1: no, it's actually my ex-husband. <laughs> is Let me get him in here to talk to you. Yeah. And people are just like, what? This is so weird. But I'm like, but is it? It's it's, it's
2: it? actually <laughs> It's so it's actually like because we hear this all the time. It's so weird or just, you know, what you guys are doing. you are like,
1: is it, you know, is
2: it really? It's actually, us. it's actually more weird that the person that you say that you loved and married or, you know, or maybe well, didn't marry. Right. <laughs> or, or, or that you had that, that kind of a relationship, a relationship you had a relationship with it and you, you did have a love for the, that person. And now it's gone Correct. just because you're not together is just i think that that's part of the 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 constant reinforcement that our society gives that normal is people have to be at odds
1: fighting divorce is bad and things.
0: yeah and yeah. separation you have Separate. to have this oh if yeah. she's with mom she cannot talk with you yeah. you know and there's this there's this huge separation but There's no such thing
2: in life. No, and it doesn't have to be that way. And in fact, because we have a good relationship, it means that we can be on the same page. It doesn't mean I'm like, what's going on at Rebecca's house? Is everything okay? And do I I feel like my kids have to hide stuff from dad in order to make sure that, you know, they don't know that something's going on or vice versa?
1: I even went on a date last week.
2: It was like and Rob's like how's your, your date, date with going? You know. dog doing. I'm
1: like, <laughs> you, know, like you know but that he's at my house taking care of the kids so yeah. I can go out on a date which is really rare but you know like that I can go out on a date or I can go out or he can go out and it's not it's just just it's, there's literally the kids I just don't even think see yeah, it, but yeah, that's totally. the whole point.
2: Yeah so. and and I'll just say something about Tiger Lily, right? So at first it was for sure it was a little weird for me to be like My ex wife is having a baby with somebody else. And but as she came into my life, and as I just really warmed up to the idea, like the thing that, like, I think I was going down that road of this is weird that my ex wife has a child, another child, right? Um, But then what I, but again, I came, what I came back to was that this child, this little girl is my children's sister
1: adored loved yeah little and, sister you know like
2: she is their blood even though she's not mine so i'm gonna do everything i can to empower their relationship with her and like i mean she actually probably doesn't know she said it this way but she said the way she said it was perfect Was she said i help our boys take care of her I don't do necessarily a lot for her. I just make sure that they're empowered to do what they need to do to take care of to
1: her. To be good big to brothers, to be good big to their brothers, providers
2: that way to yeah. take care of her. Look out yeah. for her. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I love and adore her, and she is freaking amazing. And so the term that Rebecca coins,
1: oh, Uncle Daddy. Rob, yeah, Rob so is her Uncle, uncle Daddy. daddy. <laughs> He's kind of like an uncle, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah. he is a daddy in our home. You know, yeah. so she's yeah, her Uncle that Robbie's her Uncle Daddy. Yeah now yeah. that's
0: great I love it. so well, what i love yeah. is the raising of the standards like we just took our standards and just said look like it's up here you know and and then we're even looking at like people we date and in the intimate relationships in the future and we're saying hey look like mm-hmm. this is crucial there this, this, this has important. to be here and this has to work mm-hmm. here and, and if we can make it all work awesome you know let's move forward and see what happens and if not then it's just not going to because what we've built and created is at a level that's really high. And so this is also amazing because what it allows you to do internally is attract those same types of people. Yeah. And I I love that. And in week eight of our program, we teach you how to go and rewire your nervous system and literally ensure that you're attracting the right kind of person for you and then it's super aligned with everything and all the new truth that you've embraced and the new ownership that you've taken on and the new standards you've set.
1: That's what it, can I just get that module of your program? Cause I haven't (laughs) figured that one out yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that one was a big one. And and it's important for a while, you know, I was attracting the complete worst kind of person for me. And it was like, okay, how is this happening? They're constantly chasing me. Like they just are like, what, what is going on? And, and I literally had to travel around the world, meet with a bunch of different people, do a whole bunch of different um, experiments. And then I finally figured it out and I was like, okay. So what we're really doing is taking um, everything that you guys have done, which is super customized and personalized and giving everyone a process to all achieve similar results mm-hmm. using principles so great because core principles will get us similar results even if it's a different person or someone might say hey like my guy's just never going to be like robbie and it's like okay well hold on a second we don't even think that way we just think let's raise the tide and all the boats in the tide will just kind of raise up yeah so there's a way and we've seen this in sports and athletics and music musicians stuff like that like someone just brings this level and the band just rises up someone just brings this level and the team just rises up someone just brings this level and the other ex-spouse or whatever they just start rising up it's true you just really see that as a vision and then that's just what we
1: bring about
0: and so that's really you know it's
1: interesting about that too because in the first relationship like longer term dating relationship I got into post-divorce was actually really abusive emotionally and psychologically. And when I find that lasted more than a year. And when I finally ended that, and I told Rob,
0: Mm.
1: he was like, Rebecca,
2: it was hard. Why
1: would you put like, he was like, I was never even that way. Why would you end the, what we had, which was good. And, you know, like hard, but he's like, why would you go abusive? Yeah. Why would you yeah. walk in? You know, again, that's a whole other, that's a whole other, you know, story, uh, you know, a whole other dynamic that I had to since heal. Cause I had had several relationships since our divorce that were emotionally, um, toxic and, and abusive. And I had to look at why I was attracting that and, you know, heal all those wounds and stuff. But for him, just like, he was upset. He was like, I had no idea. And why would you let anybody treat you that way? Yeah. Why would you go through that? Why would you hide that from anybody? Why would you carry that shame? Why would you, you know? And it was like, huh, ah, you're right. Like, you know, so even have that level of yeah. partnership where where it does raise up the expectations for everybody. And I'm like, if, if he's, you know, like I loved his, his ex girlfriend, I still love her. I'm, so, we're like super sad they broke up. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I
2: look, I am too. It's she's, a hot, she's amazing, also. She's like amazing, I, but I'm like, she better I'm, be amazing. Yeah.
1: And I know it's the absolutely. kind of man that I'm gonna be with better be amazing better too. Be amazing. Because yeah. because Rob needs to get along with him. He needs to respect Rob. It's it's you're not you're not just getting me. Yeah. You're getting this, you're getting Sean, you're getting Ryan, you're getting Tiger Lily, yeah, you're getting his future wife, you're yeah. getting you know, like it's just, all connected. It's all connected, and we have to re- we have to stop pretending like our choices don't impact other people. Yeah. Because the I mean, and the
0: Wonder Woman posters, you're getting those too. So. <laughs> and yeah, the exactly, Wonder Woman exactly.
1: posters. Yeah. And
2: yeah, no, I mean, even going <laughs> back to like Tiger Lily's dad, right? Who's not in the picture right now? Like I made a very consistent, very
1: consistent effort effort
2: to make sure that I had a really good relationship with him. I would engage him. There were times that I didn't want to, and I knew some of the things that were going on between them. And it was hard for me to hear or know, but it was like, I know that I have got to up my game and engage him because that impacts, so my happiness. that impacts her happiness, yeah. which impacts my kid's happiness. And then it picks my happiness. Yeah. Like, it's, and I've even said to people, I'm like, look, it's super selfish. It's my yeah. happiness, right? Screw everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, what I'm saying is it's like, if my happiness is that important to me, so is my children's, yeah. So is was hers. Yeah. so it was who's in her life he
1: had a good alliance you know with him Very until that alliance, whole thing yeah. fell apart but he would kind of be like dude you know like yeah i've encouraged go, him i'm coach like him seriously step up he the came game and stuff.
2: there so. were some times he actually came to me and said dude what do i do which
1: which, which like you know this woman yeah. how can like, i yeah, <laughs>
2: totally so which which i would say is um you know again it's 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 an example of the work that i've done and that we've done to. Create a working relationship, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: a partnership with love, with respect, honor, appreciation, gratitude for each other. Those are the elements. And it's like when I feel like when we can bring those elements to the relationship, we can make anything work. Anything.
0: Well, it what's what's really powerful, and you know, we talk about this a lot, but what you continuously focus on is where all your energy goes. Right. And so if you go back when you're married to somebody even living together but especially when you're married because there's just a different level of commitment of seriousness of um legality you know all of their weaknesses and you know all of their strengths yeah but interestingly most people choose to focus on all the weaknesses when it doesn't work out yeah but if you wanted to you could choose to focus on all the strengths, and yeah. that's something that's happening as an element in your partnership that's really. giving you guys a lot of success. Is you're saying, you know what? Hey, and I, I remember even telling—I mean, I got Brooklyn shirt on. Right? I telling Brooklyn, I was like, <laughs>
1: you, girl.
0: "You know what? Your mommy is such an amazing cook. Like, I, I, I cook all the time. I, she wouldn't even let me. She said, no, no, I got it. I got it.'" And it was always good. And it was always healthy. There was one time she made it and it was bland. Like the meal was just bland, but she was pregnant. And she's like, hey, look, I made a bland meal because I can't eat a lot of flavor I'm going to throw up. (laughs) And I just laugh. And I said, and she's such a great dancer. And she'll just light up because when they hear you, they also feel the energy. But when you choose to focus on, hey, I know this person really well. I was married to them. And here's their strengths. Here's what they're really good at. Here's what, um, here's what makes them sad. Here's what makes them happy. And, and you, you choose to leverage the knowledge that you have to create ongoing creation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything is still tied together in the universe. Anyways, there's no possible separation or entropy where like all energy is just deleted. It's always just converted to something else. So, the high level vision, I think what we're trying to create is like, just function. And the only way to do that is to utilize the intelligence and knowledge that you've gained, and focus on the stuff that's really the most important. Mm -hmm. Because if I said to you, uh, in any relationship you've been in, it's like, hey, it was great. And then it wasn't great. It's like, well, if I do what I did, I'll have what I had. Like, right. oh my gosh, whoa, yeah. wait a sec. If I continuously treat her how I did in the beginning, I'll still have the relation. Yeah. Yeah. It's when we stop doing that. What's beautiful though, is you guys have been able to take everything you know, the business intelligence, relationship intelligence, whatever we want to call it, and like utilize that in a good, powerful, positive way that serves and protects. Yeah. That's really amazing. And, and that's what we want to have happen. It really is. Yeah. So, um, so good. I want to, I know we're getting close. I don't know how much time you set aside, but what well, I was like. Liking- we said an
1: hour. It's been 90 <laughs> minutes now. So whatever, yeah. you, whatever you want, you know, it's all good. So, yeah.
0: So I just thought uh, in closing and we can definitely do a follow up. Um, I'm seeing a lot of different comments, engagement, um, stuff like that, which is phenomenal. We've had continuous viewers the whole time. So I'm sure um, we'll have a bunch of follow-up and we can probably do something follow-up and then, you know, even something with kids and stuff if you want to. Yeah. But one of the things I wanted to ask, just as we kind of close down this conversation, and obviously we'll have more in the future, but um, Rob, what, what would you like to have happen in the future for your ex-wife and your family So I know that's like an interesting kind of weird question. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to keep going. with something. Yeah. What, what yeah. I... yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm done asking, right? So it's like, <laughs> what would you, what, what's the vision of what you'd like to have happen ultimately?
2: Like in our family dynamic?
0: Yeah. Or
1: for me specifically. Oh, okay.
0: Either way, either oh, way. It's okay. up to you, but okay. I'll ask both of you that.
2: Yeah. So really like how I see it is, and and this is something that, Um, even before we separated like we had said what is it going to take to raise our boys to be great men right and we still we still hold that right and and I would say what we're doing now is training them to be that Um, even though it doesn't look the even way teenagers it does. <laughs> you even, think it does even right though the
1: jury is way yes, out on that it's
2: yeah we're we're still my trying. great men they're definitely not men yet so anyway um yeah so what i see is is really and, and it's a constant like for us a constant partnership in how we how we interact with each other what we because this is one of the things when it comes to raising children, one I think one of the biggest problems and issues that divorce parent you know have is are we on the same page about how we want to raise our children? What kind of movies we and want them to watch? What kind, books, what kind of books? And we're not, but we're way better than most people would be. Had we have have we not have the dynamic that we have. And that really is the intention. And that's why I'm like, if they have the same room, the same place, and everything is consistent, then it's, it gives them a better chance at success. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is for me. Mm-hmm. And how do we impact how great they are? And now including Tiger, right? A great woman, a wonder woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and you call her little goddess,
1: a tiny, tiny
2: goddess, right? It's beautiful. Tiny it's awesome. <laughs> right. And so, so our actions are to fulfill on that goal.
1: Yeah,
2: they are a great men, right? They're, they're helping to raise their sister. That's helping them to be great men because a lot of boys, I never had that opportunity. Right. Um, and just in the things that we want to teach them and we've talked about traveling and how that looks. And, um, and, and so, and I don't know if that really fully answers your question, but my intention is to, is that, how do we raise these children to be great human beings? And then, and like you're saying, the tide, right? So, if we're the ones raising the tide, they'll come up as we do. And the more partnership that we have, the better chance at success they have. I mean, ultimately, and it's t- we're talking about like business ideas, right? I'm, uh, you know, I, I've pursued business and and failed, but learned a lot along the way, and now pursuing another business and she's been very successful at it and that's one of the things that we want them to understand
1: it's how awesome it is to work for yourself and how to provide for yourself and you can make more money and you can
2: yeah and the difference that you can make in the world and the experiences and the opportunities that it gives you and uh, you know those are those are the things that yeah
1: it's an ongoing process yeah
0: and what about for you, Becca, like what's your vision or uh, outcome of what you'd ultimately like to have happen? And the reason I ask this is because it's interesting because there's a partnership here and you guys have literally been your own people. And so just so everyone can gain a perspective of the different visions that you have, but how it's still working and coming together.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like, like for me, whatever is important to Rob is important to me. If he wants to, I mean, we had a talk just a couple of weeks ago, I think in my kitchen where I, I just hit me. I said, Rob, I think I just realized you have been far more supportive of me and my mm-hmm. ideas and my businesses than I ever was of yours. Cause in our marriage, mm-hmm. it was like another idea. Okay. Let's see how <laughs> this one goes. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like he's just. The way he's wired and you know all that stuff I was, he's a great ideas guy and i'm a good finisher i'm a good like plan strategic follow through get get it done and give it legs in the community and he's got a lot of ideas and i was like is this another idea that's going to go nowhere you know and that was part of that you know we're talking about that kind of suppressive relationship of our marriage that was laden with expectations but now you know i and, and i tell even like my own clients they know a lot about rob and i have said so many times there is no way that I would be building the business that I have right now, making the kind of impact I am in the world right now, if it wasn't for that man being totally supportive, totally behind me every single step of the way, you know, encouraging me, believing in me, taking care of the kid. I mean, I worked 60, 80 hours a week when our boys were like one and three, like I, he really had my back totally. So I feel like now I'm in a place of understanding and, 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 um, maturity and stability and whatever in our lives that I'm like, how can I support you? You know, like truly even to the point where if he needed it and he doesn't, but if he needed it, I'd be like, you know what? Just come live with us. Let me put a roof over your head. You can go pursue your, you can start up your new business. Like, do you know what I mean? It's from this place of, I want to see you thrive and I'm no longer attached to your success or failures. Mm -hmm. I'm just committed to you winning at whatever's important to you because that's who I am for everybody in the world. Like, that's what I do is I help people get what they want. I help them thrive. I help them build successful businesses. Like, you know, so it's like, why wouldn't I extend that to this guy? I mean, you look at him, he's super awesome, you know, and he's handsome Rob, right? You know, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, yeah, we do have some good looking kids. Oh, so we'll say that we got some good looking kids. Um, but it's, you know, that, that's important to me is that he, um, you know, whatever he's un- encountering, he comes to me for coaching. I come to him for, you know, for coaching, like he's stuck with something. I want to help him move through that. Cause I have the skills to do that. You know? So and, it's like, and
2: besides the skills, it's like you have the interest. Because I care. Back to <laughs> I want him to that, succeed. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's, it's in my best interest that she has that. And it's in her best interest that I
1: do too. Yeah. So it's really just that mutual giving of like what's important to you. Okay, great. How can I support you? And it's like you know we have this shared calendar with the kids, and I'll say okay these are one of my. He knows I work every day from home eight to five, but then I have these you know piano shows like, you know two four nights a week whatever. So we'll put all that on the calendar. He puts when he has appointments, so we know like when he's gonna be home with the kids and. You know, just all that, all of that stuff. Would we travel? I mean, he invited me, he invited me, of course, got permission from his sister first. He invited me to come down to Southern California or Northern California and have Thanksgiving at his sister's house. Like we would do that. Yeah. We would go on trips together mm-hmm. with our children because we're it's friends.
2: For the, and it's, and for it's great for the
1: kids. Instead of oh, I go to Thanksgiving with Dad, <laughs> Thanksgiving with mom. It's like, why don't you just bring mom and tiger? Yeah. I love his family. He loves my family. Like it's not weird for yeah. us anymore. You know? So, so we think about in the future, like we have talked about doing family vacations together, just like you would, uh, you know, friends vacate, you know, your, your best friend and their family and their kids and stuff. It's just that we just haven't have the same kids, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's like, just whatever's important to him, that's important for me to see him grow and succeed, um, at that. So, you know, and I think that's, I think that's really what a relationship should be. I think that's really what a partnership should be. It's not a needs barter, but I, let me help you be the best version of yourself. And you're going to help me be the best version of myself as a inter, as an interdependent thing, not a codependent thing, you know, like, if that makes sense, you know, two individual people that can really serve and support each other instead of you didn't give me what I needed. Now you owe me and you're screwing with me. So I'm going to get you back. You know, yeah. like just, just you be you, I be me. Yeah. And together, we're going to build a better place for our kids. You
0: know? So Beautiful. That, no, I appreciate yeah. it. And I want to thank both of you for um, coming on the call today. Um, your level of maturity is really tremendous. We've had 2,503 people go through the Parenting Accelerator program in the last wow. four years. That was awesome. awesome. We want to see that at like 20,000.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So,
0: this movement it's
1: needed guys we we so, could have built yeah. this course but he did it and it's we're probably so better glad that you,
2: we're seriously we've talked about this we're like so glad that you did this yeah. and it's just irony that That she knows I didn't even know. I I mean, we were even
1: in a mastermind together and you were doing your other thing. And then he's like, Do you know your friend Jeremiah Webb does this parenting thing? And I was like, Holy crap, let's let's support that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I I, we're happy to spread that message and just be ambassadors for your cause because we know how bad it can suck and we know how awesome it can be. And if you know, if that gives hope to anyone out there to just recognize that it only takes one of, my, one of my favorite sayings is the fish isn't sick, the water's dirty. You know, I look at him and I go, Oh, he's really green around the gills. The problem's <laughs> over there. No, the the water, the water is the, the poop, here. it's the yeah. communication. It's and it takes one person to, to start to clean things up and it changes the dynamic yeah. for everybody. It takes one, it took one move of kindness on Rob's part that changed everything for us. And then we started cleaning up and cleaning, and now. We can breathe and we yeah. can be in the same fishbowl and we have a great time, you know, respecting each other's uh, space. So it's not that the other person ever has to change. It's one person has to be committed to changing. And that person is obviously you, if you're watching this, you know? So yeah. so that's it, important to us to it, share that message. Yeah, yeah that's really, that's a really great
0: insight. Cause typically when people come to me and a lot of times it was business owners and they're like killing it in their company, but then their marriage is suffering. <laughs> right? Or their kids are never seeing them. And they're like, hey, you need to fix her ass or fix his. And I'm like, let's just work, you know, and we just work together. And all of a sudden, the whole thing would raise up without ever talking to the other spouse at all. And that's kind of how the program was born. And so yeah. um, what I want to do is also let you guys know, I'm going to gift you into the program. So you'll both <gasps> be able to log into really? the portal, um, wow, utilize awesome. it, go through it, um, chew it up, taste it. Uh, so I'm it'll, sure it'll, we, we can learn get, a lot too, you
1: know, <laughs> we're not like perfect. We'd work really well together, but yeah. I'm sure there's a lot that we can share our more, tools with. Yeah, yeah.
2: be just be more active and engaged at like I'd say being more deliberate Yeah. instead of, cause it's just been, we've been just navigating and it's worked for the most part. I mean, it hasn't been perfect by any means, but it's been really, really good. Yeah. Honestly,
1: we're um, all about growth and up-leveling. So yeah. that thank you very much. I'm excited.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so I just wanted to thank you and appreciate what you guys are doing. Obviously we'll keep continuing. This is a movement that's never going to stop. Um, In some ways we're joined at the hip because I just, I literally have a vision of like 2000 couples having this very same kind of types of conversations that you are right now. And that we've, we've led to that and helped that um, not only from people that are doing it right now and are sharing that. But also me capturing all the process of everything so that anybody, even a low intelligence person on their worst day, couldn't screw it up. Like there's just Mm -hmm. here are the steps and here's the process and we're going to help you get there no matter what. And so Mm -hmm. just for anyone that's wondering, so the program is online. um, You can access it whenever you want. The biggest problem that you can obviously attest to and I can't attest to and many is mediators and attorneys and um, Mm -hmm. therapists, all this stuff, they're on their own schedule and it never matches yours. And it's never when you're ready to learn. And it's never when you're ready to go. And it sure as hell doesn't fix match your kid's schedule, because there's like a window of opportunity for kids. And if you miss it, it's gone. Like you don't get it back. And they're not at all. Attorneys, no matter how much you pay them, they, they could care less about your life and your schedule and, and your initiatives and all that stuff. Some will pretend and maybe every once in a while I'll get a good one. But it's really like, this is 24 seven. There's an awesome Facebook group with a whole bunch of graduates in it. Um, we have live support. We have live Q and a calls twice a week. And then we're going to be doing stuff like this, you know? And then my vision is also, it's like, I live in Sarasota, Florida. Like there's no snow out there. Right? It's kind of cold today. And the beach is in, right out there. And it's just like, I'm looking out there and I'm like, hey, this is like one of the best beaches in the country. I want to do a retreat once or twice yeah. a year where we're just bringing in people that are totally rocking it, getting them together and creating some amazing relationships and some business networking and a lot of other cool stuff. But mm-hmm. um, we'd like to have you, you know, participate as much as you want. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much.
1: Thank for you. What you're
0: doing. And anything that you want to leave or any additional thoughts you want to leave before we close it out?
2: You know, the just, It starts with being responsible. That's it. I was responsible for how I was being. And that's how it starts. And then so people can, but that's like a, that's a tough pill.
1: That's a tough pill
2: to swallow. But at the same time, it's like. It's the only way to happiness. Yeah, it really is. You're giving other
1: people your power. Otherwise she has all,
2: yeah. Otherwise she has all the power. I'm like, nope, this is my responsibility. And the crazy thing that happened was instead of feeling all terrible about it i felt liberated
1: yeah
2: that was the dichot- that was the irony yeah. i felt liberated because i took responsibility for how i was being like how i was treating her how i was being with her and how i had been in the marriage
1: yeah and and that's freedom yeah and that's yeah. freedom for me it's that it's that um, it's that great results require great effort and great sacrifice And you have to invest in yourself. You have to do the work. It's not like we just fell upon this, you guys. It's not like one. And then just one day it got better. It was like we struggled for a long time, even before we got divorced. And then we got divorced and we, you know, there was just so many, many things. And The best thing I love about what you're doing, Jeremiah, is that people don't have to figure it out on their own. It's no brainer that they can go through a proven system with proven strategies with somebody who's figured it out. I mean, if I were to show you my library of all of the books I have about kids and parenting and marriage and divorce and how to decide if you should get divorced and co-parenting, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, there's just massive value just in working with a mentor who has gotten the results that you want, or is at least two steps ahead of you in your own process, because even if you're two steps ahead, you're shining a light and reaching back and saying, Hey, follow me. And I'm going to give you everything I've got as soon as I, I discover it. And I just think that's really, really important for people to understand is that you, you will get results commensurate with what you work for. And if it matters to you, If you love your kids, get over your stuff with your ex, just get Mm. over it, get over it, you know, because there's a future of love and beauty and partnership, or at least just peace, at least like functionality. There's a future in front of you that is way bigger and way more bountiful than any past that you've ever, ever had. So I'm just an advocate of digging in and doing your work the change begins here. Yeah. You do your work, and then, you know, then you start to get different kinds yeah. of results. There's so way
2: more peace, happiness, fulfillment, fun. I mean, all of that, all the things that you want, you get from. It. I
1: mean, it's yeah, it's
2: really simple. It's, but it's We have it
1: a great effort. we have a great life, and it was really hard. Yeah. It was really hard, but it was absolutely worth the work. Yeah. In that sense, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, but um, but it but it was it's worth doing the work and it doesn't need to be harder um than it is already so yeah that's (laughs) why we totally support what you do we're big big fan yeah thanks for
2: having us thanks for letting us tell our story too
1: yeah
0: well rob and rebecca appreciate creating time and again the 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 page says it all creating time for our kids like it's not that you have it it's not that it's just there like you just literally create it and sometimes you got to create it out of thin air but I do wanna highlight that um, our program can be accessed at parentalone.com. You can find out more about it. Our Facebook page, Parents Creating Time for Their Kids. And um, I wanted to thank Rob and Rebecca and everything you're doing. I'm excited to continue to keep interacting and working with you. And then I also just let me say, um, I am so grateful for my daughter's mom. Mm -hmm. She gave me the most beautiful, special, incredible little princess. She's six and a half, Brooklyn. And if you see us together, you will laugh. We'll finish each other's sentences. And we're just, we have such a deep, beautiful, special connection. And I couldn't have asked for a better girl. And it's its, and it's, it's not nine months, is it, Ruick? It's really 10. <laughs> You're really pregnant for 10 because there's just like everything that's going on, but it's like, It's not just having a kid. It's literally every single day with all the things that come along with it, craving weird things, smelling things no one else smells, like all this stuff that I got close to when I dieted in in the bodybuilding shows and world. And that was just a different thing that no one knows about because I never post anything about it. But I did that for quite a while. And um, when you diet and you get super, super shredded before a show, you start, it's almost like you're pregnant. you know. So I get a little teeny, but it's not really anything close. And so, you've never had
1: another human inhabiting your abdominal cavity. That's, yeah. a, that's a totally different experience. But <laughs> yeah. not to invalidate your challenges by any means. No,
0: nothing, no. Is literally so, nothing.
1: Nothing like it. <laughs> so.
0: Along with Honor and her mom, I honor you and I honor all mothers out there. And thank you to all of them for okay. all history, for everything you've done. Uh, we're excited. Thank you for joining our live today. Um, you can connect with us through Facebook page. Our names are on there. Um, reach out to us um, and share with us your thoughts, your wins, your victories. We appreciate it. Everyone have a great rest of your weekend. Again, thanks, you guys. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Thank
2: you. Bye-bye. Good luck.